Hello and welcome back to another episode. I hope you had a great weekend and I hope you won all of your Super Bowl bets if you were partaking in any of that stuff yesterday. Uh, I hope you won a bunch of money. Today I'm talking with John Muirhead. Um, he is a folk singer-songwriter. You can check out his music online. He's got a lot of great stuff up there, uh, including a new song of his called New Life coming out this Friday. So on this episode, we talk a bit about the process of, of how he wrote that and you know his inspiration behind writing and everything, but he's also really, really inspirational in the sense that he has a lot of different avenues on you know getting his music heard and, and finding new opportunities. He taught me about a few in this episode, including um, you know teaming up with with organizations like Trade Roots Folk Music. He just got back from Sweden doing the Live at Heart Festival over there. Um, he also booked a European tour just before that. So he's doing a lot of cool stuff, and he's, he's a really nice guy to talk to. So I hope you enjoy this episode. Check out all of John's stuff online. He's got great social media platforms, and it's really fun to follow along with his journey there. You can find links to his social media in the show notes, and remember that you can follow this podcast, share it around, or best of all, give it a rating, and that helps other people find it as well. I hope you enjoy this episode with the very talented John Muirhead, so let's get into it. The audio, which, I don't know, videos is kind of cool. tricky to get everything going. Um, obviously, it'd be sick to do this in person together, but I mean, with the powers yeah. of the internet, this is still really, really awesome that we can do this. You're in Washington State right now doing some house sitting. Um, yes. And we're doing a freaking podcast. It's pretty, pretty cool. <laughs> Very cool. <laughs> I pictured, I pictured our first meeting in like, you know, just after you're set in a, in a bar or something or at a venue. Um, <laughs> but this works too, man. It's, it's a pleasure. Well, across the about. continent over the internet. <laughs> that works too. Yeah. Yeah. yeah total pleasure. Thanks so much. Yeah. Thanks for coming on, John. I know you just finished up like, uh, I guess, I guess was your, was your kind of your, all your shows in Sweden. Was that part of the, um, the like festival you were playing over there, you kind of just booked that around it or were all of those shows part of that festival? Yeah, all the shows were part of the festival. Um, so that opportunity to, to go to uh, live at heart in, in Orebro in, in Sweden was, uh, was pretty wild because I had actually just gotten back from my first European tour. Um, and then I like within a week of coming back, I got invited to play at this festival as part of this new organization uh, called uh, trade routes that, that kind of, acts as a body that represents Canadian musicians abroad. And I came and, and played the showcase there. So it was, it was three shows I played there, but they were all part of the festival. And so one was on like a big stage and then the other ones were in like bars uh, within the town. It was kind of spread out across the city. That's awesome. And, and uh, cause I've never heard of, um, we said it was trade, trade routes, trade routes, Most music. Yes. Yeah, that's correct. So they're an organization that does exactly that. They, they partner with a lot of, the showcase type of events. Like I think they were just at um, a big uh, performing arts conference in New York city as well, doing, doing the same thing. Um, and it's kind of like a, like a folk music Canada or folk, folk music Ontario type of type of organization that kind of represents a larger body of artists, but then they were um, kind of also affiliated with like the more government and, um, like international trade side. So there was kind of this whole like aspect of it that was like hire Canadian artists, like do business with Canada, which was <laughs> kind of interesting <laughs> as well. Yeah. That is cool. So how many, uh, how big in terms of the festival itself, was there a whole bunch of like Swedish artists that were there too, that you got to, a chance to see and kind of connect with? Yeah, it, for sure. And, and again, with the power of the internet, as we're talking about yeah. being on this podcast, uh, there was actually, I met a German artist and a Swedish artist that I had been following and talking to over Instagram and, and TikTok, um, and also through kind of mutual friends with some house concert hosts that I had played uh, in Germany. And we all connected and met up uh, at the the festival. And I was actually able to collaborate uh, with Luna Keller, who's a great uh, artist out of Cologne, Germany. Uh, she ended up singing on a couple songs on my set, um, which is really cool. So I got to yeah, meet a lot of really great artists from all over the world there. That's cool, man. And then even like something like like that with the internet, you know, you can meet somebody over in Sweden um, and then literally like record and write a song together through Skype calls or whatever and 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 actually mm -hmm. start writing music together instead of, I mean, it's, you know, I mean, I think most people would agree that getting together face to face, it, it'll be 100% of how great the um, whatever interaction can be. But 
you know, if you can still get 90% of that and have way more opportunities to do it or, you know, 80% of that, then I think it's, um, it's something beautiful and it's really cool. I was just talking with a friend of mine about different places that you can kind of draw creativity from. And I think that also happens where with certain people, you know, you'll, you'll kind of find a new song or, a or, or an idea for something that maybe you would have never stumbled upon yourself um, if it weren't for that co-write. So when you have that connection and that like energy with somebody, it's, it's cool to see where that'll go. And it's a shame if you can't explore that just because of geography. <laughs> for sure. And it's funny that you say that because I almost, almost had an opposite, uh, you know, sort of experience with that where um, when COVID happened in 2020, before that I was very, um, I'd say like very solitary with my writing. I had a couple of people that I had written with and it was more so in the context of like, we're in a band or we're in a project. Let's like write together for the, for this. Uh, but I was never into the whole, like, let's meet up somewhere and, and write a song to separate artists. And we'll, you know, just see what happens. I was, I was kind of, uh, yeah, just, just a little bit like nervous you know, it's, you're kind of, it's, it's a vulnerable thing to do. And, uh, when, when COVID happened and everything went online, just out of sheer boredom, I just started reaching out to a ton of my friends that I hadn't seen in a while that I would only ever see at these music events and conferences and uh, shows and festivals and stuff like that. And I ended up doing a ton of co-writing over the internet. And it was kind of nice because you're in your own space. You've got the comfort of your own home. Uh, you don't have to commute there. And then uh, through that, I've, I've now done a lot of writing in person with, with people as well. And I'm, mm -hmm. I'm a lot better at it now um, because of the internet just uh, better at kind of getting together for a co-write kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. It was what, kind of one of those things that I'd be like, we should, we should write a song together, but then I'd be like, <laughs> Oh, you know, it's, <laughs> it's kind of scary. Yeah, it is. It is. Yeah. It's funny. Eh? It's funny you say that. Cause it's, it feels like, well, I mean, <clears throat> it is something that's super vulnerable, vulnerable as it is, right? Like showing somebody a new song you wrote or something, <laughs> you know, most of the time you're, you're not looking for their approval to accept it yourself, but it's still nerve wracking. It's like getting up in front of a room full of people to speak. It's like, it's not a big deal if you're talking one-on-one, -on -one, but there's something about the pressure of certain scenarios that, that like brings this anxiety out. And, and by only through practice, will you kind of like, you know, bring that, bring that, um, emotion down. But how, what do you think is the biggest it's a challenge that you find when you go to co-write with somebody like brand new maybe you're you're kind of familiar with each other um but now you're just sort of getting together to start writing some songs like you've, you haven't even really hung out for beers yet or anything like that <laughs> and now you're sharing this like intimate connection of, of yeah. writing some music together totally i think the start is always you know in that context if it's like somebody brand new i feel like it's almost like you know like a first date or something like that where like you got to get through a bit of the small talk you got to like <laughs> you know kind of get through into that into that like emotional space where you're both on the same level uh and kind of see where the conversation leads because i think that like first 10 15 20 minutes of, of a co-write is just that's just going to direct the rest of it like i think whatever you kind of have in your mind those conversations are going to either pull out that idea that you were thinking about the topics that you're talking about and kind of, and how it relates or some kind of phrase will come out of that conversation that's happened to be before as well. And like, well, or, or a specific story or situation. And then it's just kind of let, let's run with that idea. Um, also during the process, I think one thing that's been the biggest learning curve for me is trying to determine whether I'm imposing like my own, my own tastes and, and beliefs about songwriting um, on the song uh, or if I'm like, actually serving the song so sometimes i'll i'll notice myself just because i'm excited about songwriting and, and really you know love you know and i've got my you know we've all developed our own style so sometimes i'll, I'll be like let's change that line because if this was my song and my song only i wouldn't write it like that mm. but then i'm trying to get better at in real time thinking you know is that is that just my own taste that i'm trying to impose on the song or is that actually a really good line that maybe I'm just not seeing the right way? If, if that makes any sense. Totally. Totally, man. Yeah. That makes a lot of sense. And, um, it's interesting too, just to see the different pathways that like people will take with their songwriting. Uh, and maybe that's a, a kind of habit or something for them for themselves. But for you, it's, it's a totally different way that you would have like melodically or rhythmically taken a transition or a verse or something. And then all of a sudden it's, you know, you kind of add that to your tool belt in a way. So I, yeah, it's almost like co-writes are stealing a bit of other people's processes. 
<laughs> and then, and then sure. honing them into your own. But it is a little awkward at first. And especially if it's someone, is someone brand, brand new, you're right. That small talk sort of, Hey man, what do we do? Like, cause you don't want to be, <laughs> I mean, if somebody brings a chord progression and you're like, ah, that's not really doing it for me. Obviously you mean no offense. You're not saying you suck at guitar or piano or anything, but there is like a, a bit of reservation when you, you don't want to, I mean, like, you know, let's say you, yeah. <laughs> you and I just got together to write a song and you started playing some chords and I was like, ah, I don't know if I'm feeling that. You're not going to take offense to it. You'll just play something else, but it's not maybe our third or fourth time. I would have no problem saying, Hey, try something else or try doing this. But you're right at the start. It's like this small talk sort of, sort of little dance you mm -hmm. have to do to just to say, just to say hi to each other. So it is tricky. Definitely. Yeah. And I think, yeah, getting right in that line of, of knowing when to say that's not working for me and knowing when to allow it to be something new that you haven't experienced yet or, or a new part of, part of a process that you can take something from. Mm -hmm. Yeah. We just, I just had to co-write with a couple friends and, um, they were playing something along and everybody was just kind of like being quiet and trying to think of something. And, you know, maybe five, 10 minutes had passed by. And, and then one of us, one of my buddies just said, is this doing it for us? Is this inspiring? And we kind of just agreed. Like, I don't know. It's, it's not, it's not coming naturally. What else do we got? And we sort of filtered through some more stuff and then, and then found something else and just totally changed directions. But it was, it was okay. Like the, the initial riff wasn't whatever it was, it was fine, but it was like uh it was kind of a, a cool moment to know that it's like, Hey, you can just totally say, look, I don't think this is working right now. Let's just switch it up, do another route. And then you'll just gain more traction doing that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And it, I think it takes that level an extra level of comfort uh, yeah. and sort of security to actually make those calls. And I think, I don't, I don't know if that's happening as often in the, in the first, uh, <laughs> first co-write. Mm -hmm. But like you said, At least man, for me, yeah. like you were saying, you, you got, you've gotten more comfortable, um, doing them. So now going in, you know, if you've, if you, someone like you, you get together with them and you both have done a bunch of different co-writes, um, you kind of understand what the process is and what you're aiming to do. So it's, there's a bit more, I guess, ex with the experience, you kind of can, cut the bullshit out and, and just get right to the point of trying to write that song. And, and, um, totally. And, and I've said it before with some friends, you know, if, if it doesn't come, it doesn't come. It's okay. It's like not every co-write has to result in a, a song that gets released. Right. It's just a good practice. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Have you, have you had, like, I feel like every co-write we've gone until, um, like we finished the song or finished the idea that we're working on. Mm. I've never had a dry co-write, but I've had, you know, quite a few where we both kind of, listen to the song and think that was really cool. That was a great exercise. We've produced something, but maybe down the line we'll look at it, but we're both not really feeling it for like, I want to go release this uh, immediately. But uh, have you had any experiences where it's just, you know, let's just call it quits, come back to it. Um, I mean, there's always been something made. Like there's always like, if, if somebody said, play me the, the, <laughs> the, the thing you created yeah. from the co-write, there is something that could be played, but I, there's definitely been some times I feel like earlier on, like I started doing way more co-writes, um, through the pandemic, like just through online and stuff as well. And, and, uh, so I guess maybe two, three years ago, I started doing them much more before that. I always just wrote songs that I thought I would release myself, <laughs> but mm -hmm. I think in the earlier, earlier times, that's when I would have the more, the more dry writes where it would be sort of an idea that got kicked around a little bit and then something was made of it. But nobody felt inclined to kind of pursue that to a final, you know, to, to take it through the journey of release, <laughs> a final mm -hmm. release ready. But I think it was more totally. the start where it was just sort of like, um, uh, um, uncertainty to, to like, okay, where do we go from concept to songwriting? And then how does this work for both of us? I think just the more I've worked around with it through various, um, other songwriters, it's been helpful to see, like, just sort of, I guess, like a scaffolding for, for a song to, to say, okay, we don't have all the bones of it, but I think I kind of understand what we're missing and what we need to go for. And a big one for me was, which sounds funny, maybe for some people who song right, but a big one for me was like really, really honing in on the concept of the song early on, like saying, you know, here's our chord progression before we even have verse lyrics. What are we trying to say? Yeah, I love that because you can get so lost in, you know, in going down these rabbit holes that are so far from what you're actually trying to say, but you're, you know, chasing down a cool, uh, trying to rhyme, you know, a really cool line or taking it to this other place. But if you have all that defined, it's like, I don't know where I heard it, but it's kind of, you know, doing that stuff before you actually 
sit down and, and write the song. Maybe you've got a good concept or a good idea. And defining the, you know, what the core progression is going to be, what key we're in, um, you know, what, what the general theme of the song is. It's kind of like framing, like putting a frame around a picture. And it's like the art can happen within these boundaries, hmm. but we're just going to leave it there. That's a really cool way to think about it too. <laughs> yeah, cool. totally. Just a blank frame. And it's like, all right, you can do whatever the hell you want, but here's your, here's your, but boundary. within these boundaries. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. It makes it, it makes it harder, but also easier in a, in a weird paradigm. It's uh, it, it's kind of necessary. Like, you know, I do, I do enjoy writing odd concepts and songs, you know, about like space and time and, and weird shit like that. Yeah. But uh, you know, there's, there's an art to writing a song like a, a lot of country songs are like that where they have like a very very clear message and it's very descriptive and a lot of folk music does that too but I, I don't know maybe country music is a little at least pop country or is a little more on the nose of storytelling like that where it's like it's almost like it could explain like a half hour of a day to you in clear detail and be a killer song instead of this super abstract message you know and I, I kind of like them both. Like I love Gregory Allen Isaac stuff and I love Morgan Wallen stuff. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. There's, there's definitely time and place for, for all of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, man. And yeah. like we were saying just before uh, we, we started the press, the actual record button here. Um, one of the, like we, you know, we hadn't, we haven't met in uh, in person, I guess, uh, officially, this is kind of our first meeting, but we've been familiar with each other online. And one of the things I've been really stoked to talk to you about in, and has been really um, have admired through through your kind of pursuit of a career in music is just how resourceful you are with with finding opportunities, whether that's like recording or or, um, or traveling to play. And I think I think traveling to play is something that provides a lot of inspiration. Maybe you can touch on that a bit, but it, I feel like it fuels the fire of creativity a lot. Um, anytime I travel to to play music, I just feel like that's my my whole life, and it just like is is in full color with it again. And, um, there's something about going to a certain place because of your music or your art is, uh, it's, there's something about it. I'm not quite sure exactly. Maybe have more insight on it, but yeah, man, it's just super inspiring to see the things that you, you have been able to accomplish in terms of your, you know, your social media and your, your music and, um, just finding ways to be exposed to the, to the music industry. Like we were talking about your Sweden trip and all and your Europe tour and everything like that. So how do you how do you sort of maybe this is a crazy general question but how do you how do you find like how do you sit down and tackle these these kind of crazy things like traveling overseas to fly and play shows over in sweden and europe and and going out you go to bc a bunch and play shows out there too yeah well thank you so much for for the kind words i'm uh i think like yeah i think the coolest thing you can do you know outside of outside of the music is is you know like inspire you know people through your journey i've been inspired i'm constantly inspired by all, all these people uh in our scene yourself included who are just doing amazing things and you know following following their heart doing music so um it really means a lot to hear that but i think for me my um my whole kind of like sort of the last the last few years has just been about like ideas like i'm like i really love just the idea like um of say like going to europe like i i had this idea of doing this european tour and it and it kind of came to be because uh of some some success i was seeing on social media and i had a few people who reach out to me saying they would like to host some some concerts in, in germany specifically no way no way and uh, which was which was like super cool um and uh you know i just kind of said yes and i and i just had this this idea of, of what it was going to look like and kind of committed to everything first and then then it was kind of like a work backwards thing for me it's like okay well then how am i you know i can't go over there for just two shows it doesn't make any <laughs> sense so how am i gonna schedule a show and it's like who can i talk to that's done this before that i know that i've met playing other shows like who's you know um who are the people that that can maybe provide, provide me with a little bit of direction um and you know where am i gonna <laughs> where am i gonna sleep you know all that all those questions kind of came I'm not particularly like the most organized person. Like I don't sort of um, maybe in like a, in a big picture way where I was like, okay, I know like around the summer, I want to go back to, back to Europe and play some more shows. I know at this point in time, I want to go to Europe, but like, or, or to, to be back to BC, for example, or back to Ontario. But for the most part, it's just like committing to the big idea and then just kind of working backwards from, from that. Um, I love playing music and traveling myself. Like if I could be on the road all the time, I totally would. It's definitely 
not all, you know, um, not all hundred percent positive. There's a lot of ups and downs and, you know, some, some highs and lows of, of doing that, but, um, everything about it from the, the inspiration to, to write more, to actually meeting people that resonate with the music that I'm making, um, it's just so, so powerful to me. And just, there's something that kind of calls me to do it. So I just commit to like the big concept and then work backwards. That's kind of my whole ethos (laughs) here at the moment. (laughs) Yeah. I would, I would love going camping with you. That sounds like the best time. That's how I do it too, where it's like, well, here's where I want to go. And these are the things I want to experience. Do you you have a canoe? I mean, sure. I will. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Okay. We're the same. Let's go camping. (laughs) Yeah. They I drive some people crazy when you're when you're trying to do a trip, but uh, it, it always works out. It always works out. It's fine. I I agree, and I think that that's a really big key actually to to whatever uh, you know the level of, of success that I'm seeing or the things that I'm, I'm doing that are turning out is there's this a bit of you know optimism, maybe maybe a little bit of like you know stupid optimism where it's like <laughs> things are just things are going to work out. You know, I know that I can get there. I know that you know these shows are going to happen. If they don't, I can figure something out. Like I did, I did quite a bit of like busking on that tour in Europe as well, where, you know, that was, it was a great experience. I'd never done that, but it was also just that knowledge of like, okay, if things really don't work out, you know, I can, I can pick up my guitar and play on the street and, you know, make, make the trip worthwhile somehow, hand out my CDs, do, do what I need to do to kind of make things happen. And thankfully I didn't have to do that all the time but <laughs> i love that you were fine with like the worst case scenarios like if that's the case that's the case you know i'll sleep on a bench and make a couple bucks whatever <laughs> it's all good yeah and you did some house shows you said like through people you'd met uh i guess online or had reached out to you through through um tiktok and instagram and stuff they'd that you you'd arrange some house shows through them over there yes dude that's yeah. awesome man which is really cool and you know to have those kind of people those champions of, of music i think is um the best feeling because um one in particular is, uh i'll give a shout out to suzanne in in uh, in germany in hildesheim uh she really helped me with you know if you're going to these cities reach out to these venues kind of gave me that foot in the door of um you know where kind of pointed me in the right direction in, in each city and uh it helped me book my first european tour all through that was a connection through spotify specifically she, she found my music on spotify and wow um you know the rest was history yeah damn dude that's awesome it's kind of yeah it's one of those things like for anybody listening that uh that, that's sitting on some material and it wonders what you know has has dreams or aspirations for what that material could generate it's like you got to put it out you got to you know do the best you can to have the best product that you could make but don't stress too too much to the point that it like keeps you away from releasing it because you know things like that can happen where you connect with somebody across an ocean that says hey i would i love your music so much i want to host you um and and show your music to some more people over here so it's it's just beautiful man like what can really happen um if you if you kind of if you you know put your head down and, and do the work to accomplish those things like it's uh it's really cool to see like you can actually book a tour like that through through meeting people online and it's just yeah it's wild man that's that must have been a cool experience how many house shows did you end up booking over there i think i saw because i saw a few online that you would post and yeah i did i did three or four three i did three house concerts and then the rest were like bar club uh type of type of events or like one i think one was like an open air kind of concert in the park type of deal um but yeah three of them were were proper like house concerts uh, which are which i don't know about you uh hunter but i think they're like outside of like a a big like summer summer like festival vibe i think like a house concert is just the best vibe for especially if you're playing solo it's just so much there's something so special about that mm-hmm. and um it's, yeah especially when you're traveling too um, a lot of those house shows are it's not their first time right they've have like a a base of people that come to those shows and and a lot of times it'll you know, whatever it is, 25, 50, 60 people that pile into a backyard or a house or something like they, it, yeah, it, it's, and it's always like a really cool music time. Cause everybody's just there to listen to the, to the show and, and they, you know, want to hear about your travels and, and the music you're writing. And they're always such cool experiences. We used to do one out in mission BC uh, a few years in a row. And he, he, uh, his name is Paul. He's such a cool, like uh, graphic designer and visual artist and stuff. And he hosted so many bands out in his, his place out in mission BC. Um, his name was oh, Paul. Cool. And, uh, yeah, man, he, it was, that was kind of our first 
similar kind of thing. We'd hooked up with, uh, this was in my old band we used to play in, but we hooked up with, um, some folks out in BC. And then we ended up just booking this whole tour through, through mutual connections through them. Um, and it just spiraled out into like this whole three month summer tour thing. So yeah, it's, awesome. it's and a lot of them were house shows, man. So I agree The house shows are a lot Perfect. of fun. Yeah. And I think that like quite a, quite a lot of, at least the artists that are, you know, doing really cool things, um, I find yeah, have to be open to that. Like, I think that, you know, putting the, that community first and if somebody reaches out to you, cause they're not, they're usually, people aren't usually going to reach out to you first and say, Hey, I want you to come and play this house concert. We're going to pay, pay you this much money. Come out. Like they're usually going to say, Hey, I really like your music. And mm-hmm. if you're not kind of open to responding and developing relationships with the people that are, that are enjoying your music and kind of just getting a sense of community building around what you're doing. Um, then those opportunities don't really present themselves as much. I, I would imagine. Yeah, I'd agree with that too. Yeah. It's like, it's that proactiveness and, uh, you know, you, it's funny, man. There's so many hats to wear. I, I often think about this where, you know, you got to, depending like if you want to go. So right now I'm not doing too many shows or anything. I'm just kind of focusing on writing and getting some new music done. But you know, if I decide then now that I want to play some shows, that's a whole new kind of tilt in my mentality and stuff. And then, you know, you always have to think about, I mean, writing is a different thing, but like on like the little icing on top of it all is the marketing and promoting your music and, you know, networking and stuff like that. And it's, um, it's just interesting to see all the different approaches and different, uh, strategies for like optimizing that and making that efficient where you're not draining yourself. Cause you're always posting on social media and you're never writing and you're, and you're never recording stuff. So you have no, <laughs> no music or anything <laughs> new. Um, cause at, at the heart of it, you know, we're, we're all, we like songwriting and, uh, and that's kind of the main reason that we're doing this in the first place and, and, you know, promoting yourself on social media and stuff. So, it's it's so hard to juggle all those different hats and and I, like I said before, man, you do such a great job in it. And uh, something I also admire is that your ability to to be doing something like whether it's a tour um, out in Sweden or something for the for the conference and the festival, but also the fact that you can like that's not the only thing on your mind. You're also focusing on promoting this and using it to turn around and and highlight your music and what you're doing and to connect with more people. So it's like. I, f- I struggle with that sometimes to juggle those, those things all at once. Yeah. Well, uh, again, appreciate you saying that. And, uh, I'm glad that it comes across that way because, uh, <laughs> definitely is like, it's, it's very difficult. And I, I'm not always like that. Like there's quite a, a bit of times where I'll be on tour and there'll be like, you know, a, a handful of shows or a few shows in a row that I'm like, I, I, I need to just focus on mm. getting there and playing and, and doing, doing the best I can there and sleeping. Um, and, and I won't, I won't touch it. And, uh, it's, it is a lot of pressure to, to put on yourself as an artist because you know, you, you're there. We're all, if, if you're, if you've been doing it for long, you know, long enough, I think that you're, yeah, you're, you love songwriting primarily and maybe performing. And those are your, your crafts that you kind of want to work on. And then everything else is in the, in the periphery, but they also feed directly into the success of, of what you're doing. And, you know, it's, I, I find I've, I perform better and I enjoy it when there's, you know, a lot of, uh, a lot of people there and, you know, it's a full house and I can sort of see how that ties into the rest of it. Um, but one thing that really helped me with that is sort of starting to think of, of the promotion side of it. And this is also what started to, where I started to see the best results was not seeing the promotion as like something I had to do, uh, like, Oh, I'm going on tour. Like I, you know, I need to do this, uh, because, you know, X, Y, Z, I need to make this many posts, you know, it's kind of a arbitrary and it just felt like a, a should, something I, I should do. Mm. Um, but I started thinking of it more as like, how does this play into the story of, of what I'm doing right now? How does this, how can I, you know, kind of feed that creative energy of the music into it? Um, whether that's including a story of, of a song or showcasing, you know, do- and documenting what I'm doing uh, to kind of pull people in and say like, Hey, like, I'm doing, I'm, I'm coming, I'm going on this journey. Like you should come along. Right. And and that, that kind of changed things, my attitude about it, um, mm. quite a bit. Just in terms of like kind of having it as a, a, a bit of a weight on your shoulders for, in, into something that's a little bit more like expressive and creative instead. Exactly. Yeah. Mm. It, from a burden to like a, a creative exercise, you know? Yeah. That's a good way to put it, man. Yeah. I've, I've, I've spoken to some friends who kind of approach it in the same way where, it's like, if you're going to post something on there, you know, you can, 
there, you can you can post <laughs> whatever the fuck. It's a wilderness out there. But <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but one one thing I resonate with is like posting something that um yeah kind of flexes like a a muscle of sorts. Whether it's like you're showcasing your uh, production or your you know your what you've got going on or something, or it's just something that makes you kind of proud or, or feels productive to post. So you know whether that's like showing somebody your new songwriting or doing a doing a playing like a solo covering a solo on something but just having that uh, just gaining something from it um when you post i felt like that was mo- most of the time people felt like that kind of st- still gave them inspiration and kept them going instead of just being like i don't know what to post here's like a picture of my food or something <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah exactly yeah i think that if you're if you're just like going purely off of like quantity and what you know oh it's it's uh it's six o'clock i said i was gonna post like quick you know what can i take a picture of mm-hmm. i think that you know nobody including yourself <laughs> like wants to be you know a part of that right like <laughs> people can kind of tell when it's inspired it's in the same way that if you did that with songwriting you know it might it might flex a creative muscle but it's uh it might not be your bet your best work <laughs> yeah that's true speaking of that that um makes me wonder too about your songwriting um do you do you tend to like finish every song you start writing or do you just sort of like write something if it's not vibing with you then you just kind of kick it off and go to the next one but i know some people like finish every song they start yeah i'm definitely it's definitely not someone who finishes every every song <laughs> yeah, me neither, me neither. I, I wish i was <laughs> but uh <laughs> for me it's and it's funny because i'm kind of sh- shifting over now uh to like a, a bit of a different um, season of my, you know, musical career, which is last year I was just on the road all the time. I had just put out um, my album Traveler and was really just um, go, go, go. So I was still writing a lot because a lot of things were happening. And, you know, on my uh, the time that I had, I was just sitting down with my guitar and and, and writing songs. But I, I, I had a lot of songs that I got halfway, three quarters done that I still really liked, but I just n- never felt, especially towards the end of last year, I was uh, feeling like I was getting a little bit burnt out at times. And, uh, just because of that, I, I didn't finish a lot of the songs that I was, that I was starting. So, uh, right now I'm, I'm doing this sort of house sitting trip. I'm, I'm, uh, staying at a couple different houses and, and traveling through the West coast. Um, and I'm taking a lot of time to finish those songs and kind of put together what might be my second major project, uh, you know, probably an album. Um, and, kind of organizing all these different song ideas that I had. Uh, but what it's mostly been so far, truthfully, is writing new songs. So it's kind of <laughs> funny that still, even though I've like de- devoted all this time, um, I still think that there's just something special about writing a song in one sitting. And those are usually my favorite songs are the ones that I finish right away. The ones that I come back to can sometimes be great, but the ones that, that sit there for like a long time, it's sometimes they're, once they're gone, they're gone, mm. I, I find. There's a great Bukowski quote on that about something like if you have to, I'm going to butcher it and not say it as well as he did, but something about if you have to wrestle writing it or something, or if you have to keep coming back to it, then it's not, it's not meant to be or whatever. It's not right. Um, But yeah, that's, I I agree, man. The ones that are, the ones, the ones that are easy are, are easy. Um, And, and they, they kind of just kind of naturally come to you. So it's, yeah, I, and I find there's when those times happen, like those kind of waves of that creativity and songwriting sparks, when they happen, it's like, I got to ride this, man. I got to put all this stuff down. There's something going on. I just got to like at least take note of all this shit that's coming out of me right now. Totally, yeah. And that's I think that's the best feeling too when you just like, you know, sometimes uh, I'll be sitting down and I'll be, you know, working on something for a while and I'll I'll see like, you know, it's getting late or something and I, uh, I can see like my phone or like the TV or like, you know, I've been maybe, maybe watching some nice Netflix series and part of me thinks like, Oh, I got this song almost done. You know, maybe, maybe I should come back to it tomorrow. But then whenever I don't do that and I actually finish the song, there's something that feels so good about like just getting it out of you, especially when it's a good one where maybe that last 25% can be a struggle. Um, yeah. That's one of my favorite feelings is just powering through that and getting it done. Yeah. Yeah. Not it. And it's, that's a good point. It doesn't all have to be so easy. Like it, it is okay. If you have some struggle in trying to finish that song, it's not like every great part is going to be the easiest answer. It's, uh, there is <laughs> yeah. something to be said, like, ah, shit, what's the bridge going to do? And you really got to think about yeah. it, maybe send it off to somebody else and get their opinion. But 
yeah, man, it's, it's tough. So like when you said you wanted to finish those, um, you kind of were, had like some other projects, um, where was it just like leftover songs from the album traveler that you kind of didn't put uh, on there? No, it was mostly stuff that I'd written. Well, some, some of it, yes, I've got, I've got a handful that I kind of wrote for that album, but either are still, I still really like, but we're either just like, didn't fit with the songs or maybe we're like a little similar to, uh, or, or serve a similar purpose to some of the, the tracks on the album. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there, then most of the ones that I was trying to finish were stuff, stuff that I wrote within the last year. So after, after traveler was released, oh, okay. um, yeah, kind of stuff I wrote on the road or, uh, back at home. And what's your, what's your, um, some people, I don't know, some people got like, have like a, a ritual to writing and some people are, kind of you know they'll do it with a guitar they'll do it on a computer and it kind of varies do you have like a ritual or something that you like to write with or does like when you're writing do you always sit down and have a like a song concept in mind or you just sort of like throw some shit around and then maybe it'll come to you what's your kind of process for for getting something like if you're sitting down to write something new yeah um good question and i don't think i have like a, a specific process i think every song is a little bit different or like i've got a couple that kind of happen from time to time so i say a pretty common one for me is um i'll jot down in my notes on my phone or in like a journal if i happen to have one usually like a verse or like a couplet or a concept something that's like very rough but like really resonates and then i'll just sort of next time that i'm home and i've got some time i'll sit down and and work on that concept a bit more and, and kind of flesh it out um a lot of it also happens like i'll just sit down to write and i'll just like my favorite i think that this is my favorite way to write songs is just like stumble around like it's how like i've been you know since high school kind of thing stumble around the guitar till you find something that that (laughs) resonates mumble a bunch of words until they're like something like a a word appears that that also resonates and and then like that might be the theme of the song or that might be like the first word of of the song or the chorus the hook or something um and just like mumble and that way it, it kind of like the melody comes first and like that, that first little bit is like formed from the melody. So, um, I, yeah, that's, that's kind of how I like, like doing things or, um, sometimes it'll be like just purely, um, I'll write something all, you know, all on my phone and then just kind of try to put music to it later. That that's like the more rare version. Yeah, like the. But I don't have like a yeah. The voice recording in the corner. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, oh yeah, like the street. I would always uh, like walking home. I lived uh, in Toronto, like Trinity Bellwoods area, and I would I'd like be like walking through the park, and for some reason that's always when, like you know, those ideas would hit. Like through the park at night, I'd be coming home from somewhere, and I'd like have my phone like singing into it in a voice notes. I'm like, anyone walking by me, just like, <laughs> it's probably, probably like shifting over to the other path or something right now. <laughs> I used to have a, this was ages ago, maybe like, I don't know, eight years ago or something, but I used to work at this, this place. And, uh, it was, uh, I don't know why I used to like write instead of typing in my phone, I used to write notes down for lyrics just on like a scratch note piece of paper that I found. And I must've taken some out of my pocket and it fell out. And then, so we were just messing around. Somebody in the office was like, who wrote this? What is this? And then, and then I, <laughs> oh, I, I kind of like everybody looked over and we're all like, what are you talking about? And she read it out loud. And I was like, Oh my God, <laughs> that's my <laughs> lyrics, dude. So, and I didn't say anything and everybody, nobody oh. said anything. And so we were all just like, I don't even know. What is that? But yeah, it was like, like that's pretty good though. Right guys. <laughs> <laughs> that's not <laughs> bad. You guys like that. I, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was funny, man. But yeah, I do the same thing where I'll just, I'll just, uh, you know, and a lot of times, like probably 90% of the time, those things result in, in nothing, but, uh, you got to put them down just because, just because if, yeah. you, if you don't, it just feels wasted and, uh, I want them to keep coming in. So I got to honor them. A hundred percent. And I feel like it's always, always the good ones that you think you're going to remember are those are the ones that just disappear. And I've, I've done that enough times where I'm like, Oh, I had the best chorus idea for that song I've been working on but I didn't record it, you know? So now, you know, I'm, I'm diligent. I try to just get, yeah. get everything down. What's uh, it, it hurts. I guess, I guess it's kind of a similar question, but like what, what is like the spark you find for a song? Is it, is it like a guitar riff or a vocal melody first or a drum beat or something? Like what, what like really like gives the, gives the soul of the song in, initially? Yeah, I think that's a really good question. I'm definitely like, 
like a big lyrics guy. Like I think usually it's it's a lyrical concept that that drives um, the mood of the song or um, just the kind of the whole the overall vibe of of what I'm going for musically. Um, so yeah, a lot of my songs kind of the the lyrics drive a lot of a lot of that kind of the the story and the music become kind of intertwined in a way. Uh, but also I find like, yeah, just a really good melody too. Like I, I like to hum, hum and mumble a lot when I'm writing. And I think that like focusing on that melody in a way kind of does the opposite thing where it kind of creates a theme that I find always kind of matches nicely with whatever, whatever I draw from, whatever words I draw from that, if that makes any sense at all. Yeah. Yeah, man. Just, yeah, just kind of, yeah, saying some, some, just singing some random words like over a chord progression or something or mm-hmm. gets it started. Yeah, I, I find it's interesting. I, I'll listen to like, you know, various songwriters and stuff talk about, um, talk about their process. I can't remember. I heard um, one of the songwriters from Wild Rivers talk about it. And I can't remember where I heard them talk about it, but they said instead of doing all these crazy tunings and stuff, um, for, for writing, it was like, okay, let's, you know, stop being so complex with the instrument and maybe focus more on the vocal melodies and, and, uh, the chords on the acoustic guitar aren't necessarily going to come out so much in the production. So we can just kind of write to a sort of tempo melody, uh, and then build things from there. And so it was kind of an interesting perspective because I always thought, or not, I don't know, it wasn't like I was subscribed to it, but I just, I just kind of had the interpretation that, the I, I needed to make like the riff that I was going to be singing over or doing something to when in, in, in real time, you could just find the chords and find the beat and, and then sing over that and make the mel- and make the cool riff afterwards. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I think it all, you know, all depends on, on what you like too. Cause yeah, like some of my favorite songs are like, you know, just like a one, four, five, you know, easy chord progression, acoustic guitar type of thing. But then, you know, there is something to be said about finding that interesting guitar, some, something that feels new and exciting that, that draws you back in to actually create something around it. You know, I, I find sometimes I do get, uh, you know, I'm a big, a big proponent of like the, you know, four chords in the truth kind of thing. Um, you know, you know, it doesn't have to make it too complicated all the time, but after a little while it can feel uninspiring and you gotta, gotta find, find a cool riff or something. Yeah, yeah, I get. Yeah, I guess in terms of being the songwriter, it can definitely uh, run into that. Um, I, I wanted to ask you too, f- with all your music, um, I know, I know you like play guitar and stuff. I just, I'm not too sure how, uh, like, all the instrumentation you would have played on your tracks, like for Traveler, for example, all this, all the songs on that album. Um, w- how much were you responsible for, like, all the other instrumentation on it? Like, how much, how many uh, folks were playing with you? Yeah, so. Traveler was recorded. The album was recorded uh, in like various various different places because COVID, like many things, it got it got all messed up uh, from you know how it was intended to be recorded. But uh, so some of the tracks were recorded at home. Some of them were recorded in different home studios and things like that. And I played pretty much pretty well all the guitar and like the uh, leads and acoustic, um, and then played some bass. Uh, some some tracks didn't like for example the song traveler it's got an upright bass i can't play that um but some of the songs i played you know the the bass guitar and then just the vocals um yeah the the drums uh were done by a couple different drummers throughout the album uh a big part of the album was produced by taylor taylor lucas uh who's a great great producer he did uh he played drums on a lot of the tracks as well mm-hmm. and some bass some bass too and some some guitar parts too um, but yeah, I like to collaborate with a bunch of different, uh, like harmony vocalists, piano players and, and drummers. So it's, uh, pretty much, pretty much guitar, a little bit of bass and vocals. Sweet, man. And how do you, cause, um, I, I've never really been through that experience too, too much where I'm not like super involved in the production side of it. And, um, so how, how is it for you? Like when you bring the song that you've written to the, um, you know, to the studio, does it like how, how much, how much does it change? from the actual production of itself to, to like your vision that you kind of had when you were first writing it? Yeah. Um, I think it, it's pretty, it's, I'd say it's relatively close. Like I think I come in with the idea of what the instrumentation is going to be. And you know, I'll usually demo it to some degree with like super basic 
drum pattern, especially if there's something specific that I want, like certain mm. hits at, at certain places, I'll program on Logic like the most basic drum beat you've ever heard. Uh, <laughs> I'll usually make a ba- like a bass bass part um, and like the the guitar parts, uh, and then some songs I'll know. Like for example, more behind, I knew that it needed trumpet, it needed a horn. Um, I knew some of the songs, uh, "Space Between Stars" at the end needed, needed a banjo um, and like a big, you know. Uh, I think there's some some horns in there too, um, but like I need that kind of big sound. So I kind of have the di- the dynamic and the arrangement set up, uh, but I also like to let my let the collaborators put their touch on it. Like I think that's the most interesting thing, especially as someone who grew up playing in bands and more collaborative projects, but have you know found a real love for doing my own solo thing. Mm-hmm. I think that like I tend to like my songs more when there's something involved in the arrangement or production that I had no part in doing like uh, for example, the song American cash, uh, the drum beat totally different than what I expected. I expected a really straight uh, tight kind of drum beat, but there's this sort of skipping pushed snare thing that's going on in the verses that just like make it totally changed the song. Like it makes it move in a completely different way. Yeah. And I love that. I think it's way cooler than what I came up with. <laughs> uh, and I, I just want to, you know, it makes me want to actually listen to the song and kind of get, get out of that vibe of, feeling like you know i can't like enjoy this because it's my music um which i would definitely get if i had played all the parts and and produced everything but the fact that i can enjoy these little little things that people added that are you know better than what i what i added that's funny because i I've, I've heard that beat in that song so for someone like me where i didn't write it or anything it's you know that's just how it is for me and so it's funny that <laughs> it's funny how songs yeah go such different ways you know Totally. And it's, it's hilarious. I love listening to like demos of other songs, like like songs that I like uh, from other artists and then hearing the original demos where like sometimes they're the exact same, but just sound a little bit less polished. And sometimes mm-hmm. they're like completely different. And I think that's so cool. Have you, have you ever heard of a program called splice, like an app called splice? I have, I've heard of it, but I'm not, uh, I know it's, it's some kind of audio yeah, no. Yeah, yeah, I, I sound like uh, I sound like somebody who just learned something new because it's like, <laughs> you know, this about space, and I just start telling everybody about it. Like I, I found it out, but um, it's been like uh, maybe maybe like just under a year. I've been using it, and it's kind of a it's awesome for a few different reasons. But the main reason I'm bringing it up right now is because, like you like you said, you kind of have certain ideas where you're like, okay, I want uh, these hits here or these these sounds here or whatever. You kind of have those predetermined ideas in your mind of of the song but this thing has um you know stuff like that where it, it, it um it'll have like a drum beat whether it's a, a kind of a riff that's like 10 seconds long or it'll be a singular kick or a singular snare that you can kind of move by yourself um but it, it gives you a lot of opportunity to kind of build a song without having to worry too much about you know, you're like, oh, I wanted this drone to be a bit thicker here and I got to mix it that way. You, they come pre-mixed, so you can kind of throw it in oh, there. Oh, cool. And, yeah, and just be like, hey, look, this is the energy I'm going for here. We can change it, but this is kind of what I was going for. And then that way you don't have to worry about tackling like, you know, the the small intricacies of the of, of like the snare hit for how loud the roll needs to be or something. You can kind of dodge all that and, and then browse through it. And there's so much stuff in there too that, you know, there's – it's like, uh, it's, it's an endless library. I'll, I'll go through it some mornings just to be like, if I'm having a funk and I'll be like, I want to start writing something. What do I, what am I vibing with? And I'll just kind of scroll through some guitar things and see if something starts to inspire. Oh, me. cool. Mm-hmm. Okay. I'll, I'll, I'll right yeah, I I'll get on that. again. I mean, yeah, it's, yes, it's cool. yeah, for sure. Please do. It's a cool thing just to like, it, it kind of opens up some other doors. It's a bit of a, a bit of a trap in ways too. Cause then you can kind of just sit on it forever looking for a snare sound when, you can maybe be doing some other things. <laughs> but, Fair enough. Yeah. But ultimately, it is it is pretty cool, and that it can add some textures that maybe uh, like right away like that. That'll because I don't know. Sometimes when I hear like if I hear you playing a chord progression, that might spark me to be like, oh, actually, what if it was like that, but a little different here, and then and then we can kind of blend it together. Um, it's it's almost like having a buddy over to do that with, but uh, just thousands of predetermined samples. <laughs> right on okay i'm gonna have to play around with that yeah it's fun it's fun uh i'm happy to share my my login info with you i've got way more credits than i have anything to do with so okay. if you want to fool around with it I'll, i'm happy to pass it along man 
All right, let's chat. <laughs> <laughs> um, sweet dude, I want—I don't want to keep you too long. I know uh, you—you got some Songfinch stuff to do, which we we chatted yeah. a bit about before. Quick, quick plug for Songfinch. They're—they're uh, they're an awesome songwriting practice too. That's a—that's uh, a personalized songwriting company that kind of what would you say contracts out like songwriting jobs to, to songwriters all over the place. And you can get, I don't know if you've gotten like jobs from Germany and stuff out, over in Europe, but it's like a global thing. You can get, you can get songwriting uh, opportunities from, from any, anywhere for anyone about anything. Yeah, it's, it's awesome. So if you're, if you're listening now and you're looking for that perfect gift, <laughs> for a loved one, you know, hit up Hunter, hit up myself. We'll, we'll write you some songs. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, man. So hey man, well, I mean, uh, I guess just to just to kind of wrap us up here, I could easily talk to you about this stuff all night long, man. This is this is awesome. Thanks for for doing this. Agreed. This has been a great great chat. Yeah, thanks when so much you, for having when me. When are you uh, when are you back in the Ontario province? There, I'm back in April. So uh, I'm this this journey. Damn. Uh, I'm also taking a break from uh, from playing shows. Uh, I played tons of shows last year, so I decided to take the first three months kind of off and doing doing more writing and and. Uh, all, all these other things that, that I've been up to here, but, uh, this trip will take me through the West coast and then, uh, down to Columbia for a little bit. And, uh, we'll be playing my first, first show of the year, uh, in Columbia and then back to, uh, back to Ontario after that. Dude, that's um, so, so awesome. And for sure. It's going to be, it's going to be a fun, fun way to start the year. And also, uh, you know, beat the winter a little bit, which, which is nice. Yeah, Columbia would be. I've never been, but uh, I can imagine that's really cool. How the hell did you book a show in Columbia? That's the coolest thing. <laughs> it's actually, uh, yeah, good question. I, I had no intention of playing when I was down there, like playing a show, but uh, I just ended up reaching out to the to the so far uh, community out there. So it's it's a so far show, no um, shit. which are also great uh, great shows, and uh, yeah, definitely highly recommend if you're traveling to a new place and you got. Uh, free free weekend just just reach out and see what happens for for so far my gosh you're the coolest dude that's the (laughs) (laughs) that is so awesome man well yeah i feel like uh columbia they've got like they're when are you going there like march or february march or something yeah uh end of february i'm just trying to think because i've never been out in that part of the world i'm just trying to think of like what the climate like how hot it's going to be down there are you ready like this soft canadian skin is like going to be <laughs> oh yeah i i i burn all the time so i'm sure it's going to be like spf 100 <laughs> just basically... no matter what the weather is really just like the sun is there yeah <laughs> just like whipped cream on yourself just spray it out. exactly <laughs> yeah that's sweet man absolutely um if you got a couple minutes before we wrapped up, I was I was curious to hear about. Uh, I know you, you you touched on it a bit with the projects you kind of have um, on the go that you're working on, but I'm just wondering if you've got anything in the books for a uh, for a release that's coming up, uh, a single or something. Or yes, I'm I'm super excited to be releasing uh, the first music since I put out Traveler at the end of uh, 2021. The first one comes out in two weeks from uh, when we're recording this, so February 17th, uh, possibly. Uh, it's already out when you're listening who knows but uh yeah the, it's a song called new life and it's it's one that means a whole lot to me it's uh you know a little bit different but i think a nice nice uh logical next step from, from traveler and then towards the end of march you'll be hearing a, another single there's about four four tracks that i'll be releasing as singles uh throughout the early part of the year um mostly stuff that was written kind of around the tail end of of the making of of traveler um and kind of over the last year or so Awesome, man. I'm, I'm excited to hear it. I, lo- I love all your stuff. So I'm stoked to see uh, what, thanks so much. what you're cooking up after Traveler. And I'll add, Appreciate to, it. Man, I'll add to like over the last couple of weeks, I've been, I just kind of had gone through your discography and I didn't realize like, I was like um, a couple of days ago, I was wondering, I was like, what's the first kind of like, how far back had John been releasing music? And I saw that you put, you've been putting stuff out since 2016. And I, so I checked out some of that, man. And it's like, that stuff is fucking awesome too. Like I, I don't know how you kind of view it from being, you know, that long ago, but I think as a third party, just listening to it, that stuff back in 2016 is fantastic as well, man. It's really cool. Oh, thank you so much. Glad to hear it. Yeah. That, that project was, uh, yesterday's smile. That kind of, that's the project that got me started, um, in taking, you know, the solo music seriously. And, uh, I, th- I think that like with anything that, that was released that long ago, you, you're going to, and when you're that green to, to, you know, music <laughs> production, recording, you know, even for me singing and, you know, songwriting, uh, listening back, it's, 
a little bit sometimes like, oh, there's just so much that I, you know, I would do differently. But then also, uh, it's it's great to just sort of have that as a starting point. And uh, I think that, it, you know, I was glad to hear, I'm super glad to hear that it still holds up regardless, because I, I think that we all with our first things, yeah, go back and forth. But I love the songs. And I actually re-recorded one of the songs, Space Between Stars, for, for my last album, too. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Right. I was going to say <laughs> to hear those two versions, man, that's cool. But uh, I, yeah, I was laughing to myself, literally thinking that because I was like, these are awesome tunes. But I was just kind of trying to think of your because because I've got some old, old albums that my mom still has like CD copies of and she'll she'll like to fire <laughs> nice. them on. <laughs> They're not online anymore. <laughs> she'll throw them on. You should play these more. It's like, well, fuck, I've been writing music for another nine. Years. <laughs> <laughs> Don't you think this stuff? Like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I'm the same way. I'll I'll go over to my parents' place for dinner, and it's like on the the old stuff is on the playlist, and I'm like, oh, do we have to listen. To that? <laughs> like in a conversation, uh, my my mind is completely on like, oh, we we should have you know we should have done this to that track. Like, <laughs> yeah, we should have wrote a different bass part. <laughs> Damn it. Yeah, when you when you I mean, dude, you could literally literally be like the Lumineers releasing Ho Hey, and then you listen to that back, you're like, ah, oh, maybe we could have done this. It'll it'll never stop, but. You know, that's that's how they so go. True. That's why it's hard to know when to actually say it's done. Put it out. That's why you need some help and mixing and shit. But not everybody does. I don't know. <laughs> For sure. That's that's why I do it. I need I need closure. And it's not coming from me. Yeah. Dude, I know. Like the closure of of actually finishing songs, I find uh kind of like unclogs the 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 pipes of it all, where if I have too many kind of, you know, songs up to course one or something, then then the the new ones coming in are like it's like a traffic jam or something. I need to either forget about those ones, finish them, or something needs to happen. I can't just have all these half-baked ideas that are kicking around. Agreed. Agreed. Yeah. Um, well, sweet, man. I, um, are you playing at uh, Canadian Music Week? Do you know that yet? Are you doing that yet? Uh, I'm not. I'm going to be uh, likely in uh, the East Coast. So that the traveling continues. But Hell if yeah. I'm am in town, I'm going to be uh I'm gonna be there. I don't I don't think I didn't apply to showcases or anything mm-hmm. this year. Um but uh I'll likely be hanging around and popping into to friends showcases. Yeah, that's why I was asking. I'd love to get together with you, man, and, and chat in person. I mean, that's a little far away. Hopefully we can get together before that. But uh you are you're back around like Aprilish or something from traveling. So Yes. Yeah, sweet. Yeah, and you're you're in Hamilton, right? Yeah, I'm. I'm just up the road there in Guelph, but uh, pretty close. I go to. Oh, Hamilton. you're in Guelph. Okay, perfect. My well, I love Guelph. Got lots of lots of music pals out there, and uh, my sister lives there, so oh, I'll, no I'll, I'll come by. I'll come by. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, be awesome, man. I know you do some writing with Maddie uh, as well. So Maddie Leon. Yes. Um, yes. That'd be cool to catch you there or something one day too. So, dude, yeah, let's work it out when you're back. But I hope your your house sitting travels and everything um, go well. And and this, I guess, this episode will be released on the. Um, 13th so the monday of the friday release for your for your upcoming single oh perfect all right well if you're listening with us then uh you can pre-save the song or uh, wait till friday and listen to it on your favorite <laughs> streaming platform and let me know what you think i'm excited for it man that's awesome what's uh what's the kind of before we sign off here what's the inspiration of the uh like what's the song about kind of the lyrics and everything yeah so it's uh it's mostly a breakup song, but it's also a song about how um, my life has like changed a lot in the last couple of years, like for, for good and for bad and kind of everything in between. And it, it just looks a lot different than how it used to be uh, just a few years ago. So um, I kind of wrote it after um, I was just driving home and, and mostly thinking about, about a breakup, but kind of realizing just having this weird kind of, uh, epiphany type moment like whoa like my my life like i have a whole i have a, I have a whole new life now and that the song is called new life and it's just about that and uh production and arrangement wise i was at the time i was listening to uh just to get even deeper just to put salt in the uh in the wound and uh, get deeper into my sadness i was listening to a ton of donovan woods at the time <laughs> so it's very very donovan woods inspired especially his uh latest album uh without people with that bit of a modern twist on that like folk indie folk singer songwriter so um that's that's kind of where i was uh where i was thinking where my head was at at the time hell yeah man i'm excited to hear it that's awesome ah thanks a lot dude donovan woods can make me cry just singing the word high you just yeah (laughs) (laughs) 
hundred percent. I don't know if he ever worked like uh, telemarketing, but if he called you up, that <laughs> those would be oh, yeah. <laughs> the sweet, sweet voice of that man. Oh yeah, just the best. Awesome, John. Well, um, last thing, I guess, where where should uh, where should folks be directed to kind of hit you up online or or social media and stuff? Yeah, well, uh, come say hi over on Instagram. It's uh, John P. Muirhead, um, M-U-I-R-H-E-A-D. Uh, and you can search my name on all streaming platforms um, to find uh, find my music. Uh, and also over on TikTok at John Writes Songs. Hell yeah, man. And congrats on all, all the success on all of those platforms. They've been doing super uh, well. And it's awesome to see to see you doing that, man. So thanks again for doing this, buddy. Appreciate it, Hunter. Yeah, thanks so much. Uh, it was a real pleasure and uh, honored to be here. So thanks. Thanks for having me. All right. Cheers, man. I hope you enjoyed this episode with John. You can find his new single called New Life coming out this Friday and as well, all of his music online and check out his social media too. I'll be back again with a new guest in two weeks. And for all of my Southern Ontario friends, we're getting out of this winter and it's been a beautiful couple days. So I'm going to go out and enjoy some sunshine and I hope you're doing the same. All right, I'll see you in two weeks.